It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 2021 Franchise Focus Series here on the Fantasy Points Podcast, where we break down each and every NFL team. And we're going to break down each and every NFL team with an individual podcast and an individual article up at FantasyPoints.com. And these podcasts are here to give you a little bit of a taste of uh, what we're doing with these extensive Franchise Focus articles. My name is Joe Dolan. Joining me today are Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield of the aforementioned website, both of whom are extremely good at their jobs. We have some sort of title for them. I'm not really sure what it is, but they're very good. That's all I, That's all that you need to know. And what we're going to do here on this Franchise Focus series is touch on one or two points about every team this is our first one we're going to go in alphabetical order though we might skip green bay and houston for obvious reasons uh just for now uh but we're going to go in alphabetical order and we're just going to talk about every team and this is how we're previewing the 2021 nfl season up at fantasypoints.com so if you go to fantasypoints.com and you're a subscriber If you're a subscriber, you can get access to these articles. And what we're going to do is we're going to have stuff. We're going to have the basics. It's going to be the betting lines. It's going to be Scott Barrett's strength of schedule, key off-season moves, season props, things like that. Just all that information put together. We're going to have pace and tendencies from Graham. We're going to have key statistics from Graham and Scott. We're going to have Wes Huber's scheme notes so you know how the team plays. We're going to have player profiles in there. And then we're going to have John Hansen wrap everything up. These things are going to be, they are a team effort and they're going to be monstrous. Now, I'm not going to give that spiel on every podcast. I'm just going to remind people to come listen to this one so you know about it. But I just want you to know that we are in in the process of, of putting these up. And if you're listening to this on Monday... Uh, on July 5th, well, then the article is up. We're actually recording it on July 1st because, you know, we want to be able to uh, enjoy our holiday weekend. But we're uh, we're recording it on July 1st and, and hoping that nothing changes majorly for the Arizona Cardinals in that time. Um, Tom and Graham, yeah, it's fireworks great. accidents over, yeah. you know, the 4th of July, oh. no blown up fingers or anything like that. So. Don't even mention it. Don't <laughs> even mention it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, th- th- not going to be talking about that, but no, the Arizona Cardinals is up first. Uh, I want everybody to follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Brawley, Graham on Twitter at Graham Barfield. I got to get on that. Now that Twitter reopened the verification process, I'm going to see if I can get oh. a game in there. So you're um, no longer, you're no, no longer going to be fun guy. Uh, uh, there's Ross calls me the fantasy gangsta, which uh, gangsta. I'm not. Like yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that. I think two auction more would take issue with that. Um, well, yeah, I saw now, you're watching, uh, you know, Lifetime movies. He was saying Hallmark. So. Now uh, Hallmark. Yeah, saying, you know, I, I don't know if that makes you a gangsta if you're watching yeah. Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Ross <laughs> keeps saying uh, Lifetime, and I said no, Ross. Hallmark. Lifetime movies are bloody and gory. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah it's it's one of those things. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we're going to be talking Arizona Cardinals today. So these these podcasts are, are are intended as a companion piece to the articles. And also going up on the website, by the way, Tom Brawley is going to have betting previews for these teams with leans, best bets, you know, all, all those things. Uh, but let's start by talking the Arizona Cardinals guys with uh, the basics. And here's what their season odds are. 
season. Now, keep in mind, 17 games this year. So their season win total up at DraftKings Sportsbook is eight, minus 133 shaded to the over. They are plus 600 to win the NFC West, plus 190 to make the playoffs. So they are not favored to make the playoffs right now. Plus 2,000 for the NFC Championship, plus 3,300 for the Super Bowl. Their wins, their wins total uh, has gotten a little more juice to the over. Seems like people are just betting that over just a little bit. And their Super Bowl odds have gone from plus 5,000 in early February to plus 3,300. I guess people are excited about some of their additions. And what are the key additions? Well, I would argue the big, the big key one is on the defensive side of the ball. J.J. Watt, Zavin Collins, the linebacker who's the first-round pick. But for our purposes, guys, and this is where I'm going to start, it's at the wide receiver position where they added A.J. Green and Rondale Moore to the mix Graham, let's start with you. Um, A.J. Green was awful last year. I mean, in every conceivable metric, he was terrible. He There, there was a chance that he was just out on Cincinnati. They franchise-tagged him. Um, how much is left in the tank here? I mean, statistically, he was just miserable in an offense that really wasn't all that bad, at least when Joe Burrow was at the helm. Right, yeah, and I think we, I think we were talking about this earlier in the week uh, with the group, like, AJ Green last year just could not separate. Like if you looked at T Higgins or Tyler Boyd or even Auden Tate's like separation stats or on target throw rate, any of those stats, like uh, Green was miles behind them. And I, I only looked at it with Burrow at quarterback. Like I didn't really care about Brandon Allen or whatever. But yeah, the thing the thing now is Joe is like I think what they're gonna want to try and do is get Green in a lot of single coverage against off the ball corners or, you know, off the line of scrimmage corners, and they're going to move them around and play them in the slot. some. but, you know, now they have the pieces here to go for wide. And I think one of the things we're going to have to keep an eye on is, is just how often Arizona does go for wide. I mean, they can go with Hopkins and green out wide, have more and Kirk in the slot. Kirk plays a little bit outside too. Uh, they can kind of mix and match their pieces here. So it'll be interesting to see how it all works out. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still new Hopkins getting 150 targets here. Yeah. Cliff Uh, tried to do that, you know, his first season there in in 19 to really play the four wide receivers. And, you know, he just didn't have the personnel to really do it. And Trencher field was, he kind of reeled it back in towards the end of that year. And, you know, just a little bit last year as well, but you know, this is a, you know, kind of just the moves of the off season, you know, Kenyon Drake is out of the out of the mix here. Chase Edmonds could be, you know, kind of the go-to back in this backfield. Now he kind of, you know, it fits that kind of four four yeah. wide kind of personnel as well. So got Rondell Moore drafted. Uh, he's going to be playing all over the field. So this is finally kind of like the personnel that you know Cliff has been really looking for whenever he first got here. That the yeah. roster was very thin. <laughs> Uh, in 2019, that's why they had the number one overall pick to get Kyler Murray. So, uh, you know, they've made incremental improvements with the the roster here, and now they can kind of do what Cliff has always wanted to do here. Yeah, well, they, they, the, had the, to, they had to sign Michael Crabtree, for yes, God's sake, right, in 2019. Right, <laughs> yeah, they had to sign Crabtree to get a receiver body in there. So, yeah, they're definitely in a much better spot to run what they want to run. Uh, by the way, they are still there is still like the door is still cracked open for Larry Fitzgerald to come back and yeah. obviously oh, it would no. only be in a part-time role. Um and uh, and I think people people are not drafting AJ Green based on name value though, guys. He is his positional ADP is wide receiver 70. I mean, it goes literally it goes from Hopkins at wide receiver 4 and then the next guy off the board at that position is Rondale Moore at wide receiver 63. So there is like a 
Oh, my God. It's like a 15-round difference between Cardinal wide receivers, which is fair at this point. But, Graham, and this is one more question for you before we move on to Rondale Moore, and I want to talk to Tom about him. He was 32nd among wide receivers in targets. He had 104 of them, but 67th in fantasy points. So he had 104 targets. No receiver with even 80 targets finished behind Green in total fantasy points. This is PPR. And per per SIS, the Bengals lost .18 expected points per Green target, the worst among any wide receiver with 50 or more targets. And in his final game as Bengal, now I will say this, he played 16 games. And if you were to tell people before the season, A.J. Green is going to play 16 games, I think his ADP would have been pretty high. But in the, he played 16 games, but the season ended inauspiciously. He didn't catch a single one of his six targets in his final game as a Bengal. Um, a lot of this could be on Brandon Allen, but he wasn't even pro- producing with Joe Burrow. Is there any interest in A.J. Green, Graham, even at that ADP, which, I mean, at this point, no. is free? Yeah, no. I, you know, best ball is a game of opportunity cost, and I'm looking for upside in the 15th and 16th round. I would much rather just, you know, spend a – slightly earlier pick on Rondale Moore um, and hope for some, some big blow up, you know, a couple big blow up weeks for more. Um, I saw a quote earlier this week, or maybe it was from last week. Cliff was saying he's already impressed with more uh, the player after the catch. And, you know, that's not really that surprising. I mean, if you watched him, that's exactly what he was. It's just an explosive playmaker mm-hmm. after the catch. But I do think more is like a perfect fit for this offense because man, I mean, like the Cardinals, you know, they don't throw the ball downfield. This is not an air raid offense. They are, you know, <laughs> quick quick throws around the line of scrimmage, and more fits that way more than Green does. Yeah, they really haven't had that type of player. Yeah. If you look at, like, you know, bringing, uh, you know, a type of player like DeAndre Hopkins last year, he's, you know, obviously great at what he does and, you know, catching contested passes and just getting open in the intermediate area. But they haven't really had this guy that, really, you know, picks up yardage after the catch. Christian Kirk is more of a, a vertical guy. And Larry Fitzgerald, uh, God love him, but he's, you know, he, he he's not creating after the catch at this stage of his career. So they finally have that piece to, to really maybe unlock this offense. Yeah. And they were, you know, even using Chase Edmonds a bit, you know, just to tr- try to create those kind of things out of the slot a bit last year. So they finally have that piece uh, in Rondell Moore. And uh, I'm with you, Graham. I've been kind of uh, – you know, reaching a bit for him, yep. uh, you know, especially when I take Kyler in that fifth, fifth, sixth round area. Uh, Cause I'd much rather have Rondell Moore stacked with him than, uh, you know, if I miss out on Rondell Moore and I have to take AJ green, like in the 15th or 16th round, I, I, I would prefer not to do that. So I've been finding myself reaching a bit for Rondell Moore whenever uh, I take Kyler Moore, Murray in that fifth, sixth round. Let's go to that backfield um, where Chase Edmonds is now being paired up with James Conner, who is a free agent addition. Uh, we're looking at Edmonds right now, ADP sixth round. He's RB28 in ADP. Conner, ADP of 101. That's eighth, ninth round, RB38. So just 10 running backs between the two of them. And, and d- digging into the numbers for Edmonds, um, he was a top 36 running back 11 times last season, a rel- reliable enough uh, flex play. Eight of those finishes came in the top 24, so he was a decent RB2 at times. The question now becomes, can Chase Edmonds take over this backfield? He has never had 100 carries in a season. Um, given the caveats, though, guys, 
I kind of feel like his ADP is fair uh, in the sixth round. Now, I saw uh, J.J. Zacharyson was kind of calling that the RB dead zone where, you know, the guys like Miles Gaskin and Edmonds and Mike Davis are going in that fifth, sixth round range where they're not really the sexy kind of running backs you want to invest in. But if you're in the spot, Tom, where you need to take a running back in the sixth round and Chase Edmonds is there, I think you can do a lot worse. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't gone too much in on him. You know, that's usually a spot of the yeah, – uh, uh, That's RB quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's – I'm looking quarterback tight ends in that fifth, sixth round, and if I'm not taking a quarterback or tight end, I'm usually yeah. taking a receiver. But, uh, yeah. you know, on a few occasions when he's slipped into that beginning of the seventh round and uh, I found myself taking him. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is setting up pretty well for him here. You know, James Conner is – a step down from Kenyon Drake here. Uh, you know, he's obviously had a lot of issues staying on the field in Pittsburgh, and uh, he does catch the ball fairly well. He, he can take some snaps away from him there. Uh, but we also thought the same thing about Kenyon Drake, and, uh, you know, he goes and signs with the Raiders, and he's going to kind of play that pass receiver role uh, in Las Vegas. He really wasn't asked to do it much in Cliff King, Kingsbury's offense. So uh, you have to think that, they're probably viewing James Conner kind of like Kenyon Drake as the grinder, as the pounder on the early downs, and they don't really want to play him on third downs and in passing situations, and I don't blame him. Edmonds is uh, excellent in those situations, and, uh, you know, I've been – the one prop I, I nearly gave out, uh, I, I gave it out as a lean in the betting preview is, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds' uh, receptions. It's sitting at 45 and a half. It's, it's a number he went over uh, last year. I think he was at 53 catches. Uh, you know, I, I think there's he gets one more up game over, this year. Yeah, I think yeah. he gets up over 50% of the snaps. Uh, we get the extra game here. James Conner has issues staying healthy. So uh, I, I didn't quite get there because I don't know just how much involved Rondale Moore is. You know, I, I could see some gadget-type plays. Maybe, uh, you know, that takes – you know, Chase Edmonds out of the slot a little bit more. But, you know, it, it's definitely one of my, you know, favorite leans of the early process yeah. here, over 45 and a half. Couldn't quite get there, but uh, I think it's a pretty intriguing over total there. That's kind of my thought too, Tom, is like maybe the Rondell Moore pick is like, you know, they just pass a little bit more. Instead of yeah. instead of giving those carries, those dead carries to Kenyon Drake or James Conner, they just, you know, kind of give screens or, you know, short area passes to Rondell Moore, even Christian Kirk and, and DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, John, James Conner, guys, like <laughs> he was really bad last year. And I know the Steelers' yeah. offensive line was, was trash, but, I mean, he was fourth in positive run – fourth from last in a positive run rate uh, – ahead of only Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, and Frank Gore. And all those guys are like 46 years old. And Gurley has the knees of a 46-year-old. So I just – yeah, I just don't really want any part of, of Connor at you know, The funny right part with Connor is, though, when I looked at his baseline numbers – and, Graham, I know these can, these can tell a different story. You're like, right. oh, he actually touched the ball more than I thought he did. He played more games than I thought he did. Um, what that just ends up saying is, like, he kind of like was just there, but uh, he had 936 yards from scrimmage. We know he can catch the ball a little bit. James Conner is like a ninth round pick, and Kenyon Drake is leaving 264 touches behind. You know where I'm going with this. Zero RB enthusiasts are going to be drafting a ton of James Conner this year. 
just in the event that he scoops up the majority of those 264 touches. Yeah. Well, I, that would, I mean, Edmonds is going to have to get hurt for him to get most of those, right? Yeah, my, I would think, though, but the, the, the nagging question I have is Chase Edmonds yeah. has never had 100 carries in a season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we're looking at a, a Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara type of split where Kamara is playing, you know, seventy percent of the passing downs, and then Connor's yeah. on the field for whatever, like sixty percent of the running plays. Yeah, Connor, Tom, and- I mean, as someone that follows the Steelers closely, it was it was horrific at the end of last season with him. <laughs> I mean, they were you know they were reaching to play Benny Snell over him, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, in December, like they were just looking for anybody to give that running game a pulse, and James Connor was not doing it, so. Um, you know, we saw what the Steelers thought of Benny Snell this offseason when they use a first round pick yeah, on and, Najee right, Harris. So, right. uh, I mean, I, I, Connor was one of those guys. I probably started him in like my best ball rankings at like around 90. And he's just a guy I've just continued to slide back. I'm like, um, I don't, I don't want to draft this guy. I'm not, I, how can I have him in the 90s or the low hundreds? And I don't want any part of him. So he's just been a guy that's been sliding back in my rankings. Uh, just about every time I go and look at him, like, well, I haven't drafted him, draft him yet this year, so I might as well move him back some more. Yeah, it's right. the thing with Connor is like, you know, and, and everybody's going to argue about the Pittsburgh's decision to draft a running back in the first round. Okay, noted. However, what does that decision tell us? This is this is the, the way Greg Cosell's got me thinking about it. What do, What are teams telling you with the decisions they make? The Steelers are telling you that they thought the running back was the problem. Yep. Now that does that make them right? Does that make mean that they th- that the offensive line wasn't a problem? No. I'm just, the Steelers are, I think, many would say, a pretty sharp organization based on their success. They thought the running back was the problem, so that that's something you got to reconcile as well. Well, they also thought David DeCastro was the problem, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, DeCastro thought DeCastro was the problem because I don't know if he's going to be able to play. But yeah, I mean, well, anyway, we'll get to the Steelers in. Oh my God, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, not, in August. We'll weeks get there eventually. It'll be the we'll get, end of, we'll get end there of end July. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, that's a little bit of a breakdown of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, there's plenty more, and I mean, uh, guys, I mean thousands upon thousands of words more about the Arizona Cardinals. Let me hold on. Let me let me go through here and see what the word count is on this on this document. I'm looking at the document. Uh we're at 3500, guys. I think so, we've got a few more sections on Arizona in the betting preview as well. So that's Yeah, so uh, I mean, we've got 6, words. <laughs> so much more about the Cardinals up at fantasypoints.com. Standard subscribers, you get the franchise focused team profiles. DFS and betting subscribers, premium subscribers, you get the betting. You get the betting preview as well with all of Tom's leans. And by the way, Tom, I want you to toot your horn here because I oh. wish I tailed you. <laughs> eight yeah, eight and zero, oh. eight and zero oh on the the season bets last season. The, the, the win season total. So yeah, uh, very nervous. I'm not going to be able to duplicate that this year. I'm already calling mm-hmm. it. I'm calling my shot. I'm probably not going to go undefeated again this year, but. Just looking to, to have a, a winning record. That's seven all and one, about. Tom. Seven and one. That's what we got. Yeah, that, that, yeah I mean, it's going to be I'll a be huge very happy seven one. <laughs> all right. Follow Graham Barfield on Twitter at Graham Barfield. Follow me on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan, and follow Mister Eight and on Twitter at Tom Brawley. This has been our franchise focused podcast on the Arizona Cardinals. I hope you enjoy the uh, the full series up on the website. We'll be back tomorrow when we're going to talk Atlanta Falcons. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Yeah.